Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, we all know that family-owned businesses are the very fabric of the Irish business community. But in the midst of rising costs, these businesses are now facing significant problems. Joining us now to discuss the importance of family businesses and the supports which they require to counter the impact of rising costs is John McGrain from Family Business Network Ireland. John, you have previously joined us on Business Matters in your capacity as the Director General of the British Irish Chamber of Commerce. So now that the realities of Brexit have set in, how smooth is trade between Ireland and the UK? Great to be with you, Carl. Well, the reality overall is that business has done what business always does. It doesn't have a political view. It figures out what the new rules are, ideally with a reasonable amount of notice. And then it gets on with making such changes in their own arrangements with their trading counterparties to actually adapt to those rules and make sure that the end customer, be it a housewife for food or a uh, production line in, in, uh, for engineering parts, is not left high and dry. And that's largely what has happened, with a couple of honourable exceptions. John, a few sectors I just want to touch upon for a minute are the agri-food sector, some issues there around standardisation. Secondly, the motor trade, the double VAT being charged over there and here causing a challenge for motor traders. And then, of course, the transport sector. It seems to be flowing well for the large hauliers, but certainly for those bringing in smaller van loads, it seems to be an issue. Well, there are issues, there's no question, and I wouldn't want to gild that lily. And that's why it's important that we continue to work with government and department officials across all of Britain, Ireland and the EU to make sure that they're aware that this hasn't uh, been fully sorted out yet. So if you take food, as I mentioned, smaller loads um, that have uh, the, the, the markets in place, in many cases developed very successfully over many years by small Irish artisan producers making the best of organic food, etc., not least in the South exporting them on on trucks and vans into Wales and onwards into supermarket shelves in in Britain, they are definitely finding it more troublesome than they should have to. The fact that they they have to sub-declare so many different loads in a given van or a given truck load uh, is causing many complications for the, the hauliers and the customs people and all of that. On the motor side, yeah, look, there's been an issue along the way that Ireland was a very good market for lots and lots of second-hand English cars. The problem is that it's not so much about Brexit. There is an issue with Brexit, but but the main issue is the fact that a lot of those cars are not compliant with what's called Euro, Euro 7 emission standards. So essentially, there's two things going on. There is an issue about VAT and a double count, and it's complicated to reclaim for, for the dealers. But the bigger issue is that the cars themselves are no longer environmentally compliant and the trade has moved on. Now the reason I've asked you to join us on this morning's show is to discuss the Family Business Network Ireland where you hold the role of Executive Director. Firstly you might provide us with an insight into the volume of family businesses in Ireland and their contribution to the Irish economy. Well, it's a great question, Carl, and it's very interesting to note that actually the family-owned sector is the biggest of the lot. It employs actually more people than both the foreign-owned sector and the public service combined. They combine to to have 170,000 jobs, 170,000 firms employing well over a million people, and that's about 70% of all jobs in the country. So it's, it's a really interesting sector. And John, specifically, what sectors do we see the highest proportion of Irish family businesses operating in? 
They're in everything, Carl. Um, lots and lots in food, both you know, very large food companies that would be household names that are big international sellers in their own right. But they employ people in pretty well every constituency in the country, um, in the in 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 the food in the meat sector, in um, in things like cereals, in terms of uh, processing, uh, and pretty well right across the food the food industry, uh, north, south, east, and west. If you take uh, the hospitality trade. The great majority of our hotels are owned in one form or another by businesses that have their roots in family-run businesses. Uh, the retail sector, you know, walk up your local main street, etc., etc., and you see how many of them. But, you know, you take uh, a food retail. Like, uh, it's fairly obvious that uh, among the largest of Irish retail chains and household names that advertise every week are owned and have, and have been developed highly successfully and with great commitment over the years by local Irish families. Transport, many of our hauliers, in fact, if not all of them, are in, are in family ownership. And things like healthcare. So sometimes we think the only healthcare businesses are multinational. Actually, there's a great number of Irish firms, indigenous Irish-owned firms that are family-run that supply both to the multinationals but also independently in their own right. We're seeing lots of consolidation currently in the insurance broking market. Many of those that are buying out the Irish brokers are large UK brokers. What are your thoughts on that? Is that welcomed? Well, the big story in insurance for businesses, it's about surviving the escalating, in fact, out of control cost of business insurance. And we've been part with the Alliance for Insurance Reform of working really closely with government in the last four years to actually finally break through the complete competitive market that we have for business insurance and the fact that in some cases businesses either can't get insurance at all or are carrying such an excess on their own account that it makes no difference whether they have insurance or not, they're still going to be paying out. As to the consolidation of the market, uh, one would hope that what we'll end up with is a more competitive market. Um, It's too early to call whether the the, uh, Russia, the consolidation in the industry will see prices rise rather than fall or service uh, deteriorate rather than improve. Uh, the family-owned business sector, a uh, great many of which are in the southeast actually and in the, in the insurance sector, have done great service for local customers throughout the southeast and across the island of Ireland. We hope that that kind of service and those kinds of, of uh, relationships at local level won't be damaged by what's going on. And John, in a tangible way, how does the Family Business Network Ireland support its members? So the Family Business Network is Ireland's network for families and business. We uh, essentially exist to do two things for them, Carl. One is is self-help. So uh, interestingly enough, a lot of family businesses are so busy taking care of business that they don't really get a lot of chance to kind of connect with other people of like mind. There's, there are a number of unique things about running a family business. We say they manage their firm for generations, not just for financial quarters or financial half years. And the reality is they're so busy doing that that they don't really have much opportunity to talk across their sector with others. We give them that opportunity. We give them connections. We create gatherings. We hold uh, forums of different types and different strands for the issues that not only are, are uh, experienced by all businesses, but in particular those that are unique to the family business sector. Things like succession planning, things like skills, things like recognising that the greater number of family businesses don't make it through the third generation. And Ireland is still a relatively young company. And we have a lot of second generation companies and families that need to move on to the third generation. And there was never a more appropriate 
and for people to be availing of what we call the fireside chat with like-minded folks who can say, we struggled to move on to the third generation. Here are the lessons that we learned. So we, we connect people in that kind of a productive environment for the issues that are unique to them. And secondly, we are a national advocacy organisation for government as an interface with the family business sector, which government previously didn't have. So we make sure that people like Antonishtip, the Department for Enterprise, Trade and Employment and, and uh, Minister uh, Heather Humphreys in, in her department in, in, in social and, and uh, local affairs have a very good sense of who the businesses are in their area of responsibility and what their needs are. And John, you made an interesting point there about the challenge from second to third generation businesses. What's the underlying issue in relation to that and what needs to be done to overcome it in your opinion? So there's a couple of unique things, Carl, in in the dynamics of a family business. Third generation is quite a long time to be in any business, if you think about it, uh, whether family owned or not. So like that's that's the guts of a hundred years' work. That's the guts of a century. Uh, Environments surrounding everybody over that time span change. Ireland is lucky in the sense that the people who founded the state, you know, when we were exporting our young on the hoof along with our cattle, put in a hell of a job of work to make sure that we could bring that carry on to an end and actually invest in our own and actually build a strategy that would take care of of people. People like T.K. Whitaker and others who brought in, you know, the higher education system. We're big advocates of investing in long-term education and skills across across the, 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 the territory and the research that powers that up. That enabled a second generation of people uh, about 30 years ago to actually take over the origins of the family business from humble beginnings and take it to a position of strength. The third generation don't necessarily feel the same way about the original business. They may not feel the same way about the um, the automatic succession of themselves into the business. They may want to travel the world. Often they come back, but for the time being, they need to be um, supported in their in their choices and in their uh, equipping to come back and bring global knowledge successfully back into the firm. So continuity is is the first area where they need support. They also need skills, just because you know the, the people before me might have built a very fine business. It doesn't automatically a entitle me or b equip me to run that business. So there's a big investment need in terms of people's, uh, uh, if you like, uh, acclimatisation to the uniqueness of a family business and taking that legacy forward for the benefit of the community, but also in the management skills and the other technical skills that are relevant to the business now. John, every week in this programme we're hearing about the challenges facing businesses from those issues with regard to recruiting new staff, staff retention and also, of course, increasing costs on business. What are you hearing from your own members in terms of the biggest challenges facing them? There'd be nothing new for me in terms of saying, look at the price of energy has gone through the roof. Look at the price of raw materials. Look at the price of steel. Look at the price and, and effects on wages because family businesses more than any other want to be fair to their employees and can't look at them not able to afford the kind of lifestyle that they were able to deliver before unless they get wage increases. So where we come at this from? And we're very clear on behalf of family-run businesses. This won't be solved by any one firm. It won't be solved by any one industry. In fact, as a country, we need to look at what we've just done as successfully as possible by working together in the COVID pandemic. What government needs to do with 
people like ourselves in the Family Business Network is to take a collective approach. There's no one side can solve this on its own. And I, I think the, the scope for a fresh conversation between all of business, not just certain parts of business um, that go back a long time in the FDI sector and others, the scope for a collective approach, well, we've proven it in, in managing COVID together. We need to prove it now once again from the lessons of that and how we address this dreadful situation of spiralling cost increases that's facing every business in the South East and everywhere else. My final question, John, this morning for you is in relation to the outlook that you have for family-run businesses over the coming years. The family business sector it works so hard that um, it doesn't stand back from, from chopping trees long enough to sharpen the axe. Um, that's a mark of honour in, in their favour. But it, it, it also has the effect of saying that at some point, you know, unless you keep supporting the sector and understanding what it needs to get to the next stage and to actually deliver the unique things that families in business do, they want to be strong and productive and a resource for their community. I know, I know many, many businesses in the southeast that are family-run, and I never cease to be amazed from the service experience they deliver, from their care for their customers, the work-long and late culture of it all, and the support they give to local organisations and community affairs. So this is a phenomenally important sector in Ireland. And, of course, it includes the farming sector as well. So if you take the two of those together, that is Ireland. Other people may come and go, and, and we appreciate them while they're here. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was John McGrain from Family Business Network Ireland, and it's great to see such passion for businesses that are so vital to our economy. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.